Welcome to Lose Yourself with Dr. Mike Cunningham, Bible teacher in Vineyard, Utah. When we lose ourselves in worldly distractions, we lose our value, our purpose, and our passion in exchange for temporal experiences. But Jesus says that whoever would lose their life for His sake will find it. Let's learn what it means to lose yourself with Dr. Mike. Welcome to Lose Yourself. I'm Dr. Mike Cunningham, and I'm so glad you could join me for today's program. Friends, we've been in Philippians, and it has been a great journey so far. Uh, We looked at the biblical backgrounds. We looked at the Apostle Paul, who if a case could ever be made for someone to earn their salvation, it was him. Yet he was a champion for grace. And you can see his transformation in the book of Acts from Saul, the persecutor of the church, to Paul, the greatest missionary, arguably in the history of Christianity. In this wonderful text, you see the background in Acts 16, when he was actually headed to a different location, but heard the Macedonian cry, came to Philippi, a city filled with patriotic Roman citizens, to start the first church in Europe. Who were the founding members, you ask? Well, you had Lydia, an Asian businesswoman, you had a centurion who was blue-collar, and you had a demon-possessed girl, which was not necessarily the starting lineup you're looking for for an all-star team, but nonetheless, a powerful church can start from humble beginnings. We jumped into chapter 1 and talked about the affection that Paul has for this church, the biblical koinonia, the bishops and elders that were doing great work, and he who began a good work in you, is faithful to complete it, was uh, stated earlier there. As we continue in chapter 1, last week we saw the iconic verse, verse 21 of chapter 1, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And today we will be picking up in verse 27 and finishing chapter 1. Before we do, let me ask you a question. Are you tough or are you compassionate? Are you hard or soft? Are you brave or are you compassionate? Are you tough or are you tender? I wish it was as easy as just saying to be one or the other, but today and next week, we look at the fine balance that Paul exhorts us to, that we're to be both. This week, we're focusing on tough. Next week, we're going to talk on being tender and compassionate. And we see the value in demonstrating both because toughness without compassion can be overbearing and even abusive. Tenderness without courage becomes weakness, complacency, and falling into syncretism. So today we'll look at how important it is that we live out a life that is worthy of our calling with the toughness today and the tenderness next week. But today, let's open up our Bibles to verse 27 and get started. Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you're standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel and not frightened in anything by your opponents. 
This is a clear sign to them of their destruction, but of your salvation that is from God. For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake, engaged in the same conflict that you saw I had and hear that I still have. Paul is writing this from a prison chained to a guard in circumstances that are less than ideal. Last week, we asked the question, if this was a friend of ours, would we consider his circumstances to be a setback or a mission field? Would we feel that he was not using his potential wasting away in prison when his real work waited outside those walls? In a beautiful passage last week, Paul found purpose in his ministry, regardless of his circumstances, his location, his socioeconomic background, and he saw the opportunity to share Christ with prison inmates, with guards, and with anyone who he comes into contact with. And I find a lot of inspiration in that missional calling. This week picks up with that kind of thought because it requires toughness to follow Christ. If Paul can, again, exude joy, happiness is circumstantial, joy comes from God and being in the middle of his will and being obedient. And so we saw last week again how Paul exuded joy amid terrible circumstances that would certainly be a reason to complain for anyone. This week, we learn not just to have joy in those circumstances, but our faith is going to require something of us. It's going to require tenacity and patience and particularly toughness as we see that it is not easy to walk in the ways of Christ in a world that has fallen in sin. At times when we celebrate godliness, our culture will not see that as a good thing. In fact, godliness and the gospel are offensive to our culture because it challenges the transactional nature that goes with a fluid morality and an ambiguous feeling of what is right and wrong. These things become offensive. People get offended. And we have to be able to have a backbone and stand strong. I'll admit in my life, I always want to be able to communicate the gospel in such a way and spare people, first of all, the separation that comes from not knowing God, but also sometimes in my weaker moments, I want to spare people some of the pain I've had to go through in my life. Sometimes as believers, we just have to hold firm, trust God, and walk alongside people who are going to experience things that we never intended for them to experience. But in so doing, they'll learn from it will turn from that and they'll embrace faith and God will do a miracle in their life. And so today, as we look at verse 27 through 30, we are given a charge by the Apostle Paul to live our life in a manner that is worthy of the gospel of Christ. Credibility was so important to Paul. This is someone who had accolades. He had worked hard. Uh, he was not a casual person in any respect of his life. And he had the same high personal standards that he had for himself. He had in his faith and he had for others, except it was given the purpose and it was given the commission to help start the early church and reach the nations for Christ. 
But you cannot do that with a bad reputation. You cannot be teaching one thing and doing another. Time and time again, we see people who proclaim one message, but live another. It's easy to do with all of the temptations that are around us. It's easy to fall into these things. Memorizing words is one thing, but letting those words work in and transform you are something different. And Paul not only encourages that, he expects that of us. In verse 27, he talks about walking in a manner that's worthy, but also that he says, when I'm absent, I want to hear that you're standing firm in one spirit, one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel, not being frightened by anything or by your opponents. And so I love this, that first of all, he wants our character and our integrity so high that we that reputation gets back to people who are not even present. Friend, what is your reputation? What do people say about you? Do they find that you're of high moral character? Do they find that you are of someone of high convictions and integrity? Do people trust you? But also, the second half of this is we're not called to do that all by ourselves. We're just supposed to be a community of believers who help each other because, ladies and gentlemen, sin is a reality and it takes a community of faith to help us that remain strong. Sometimes we're the one helping the other person who's struggling. Other times they're helping us in our struggles. And there's times that we have to repent and be restored, as do other people. But I love this passage because it talks about striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. Friend, if you don't have unity in your faith community, if we can't come together on the authority of Scripture and our commitment to Christ, we're going to have a very difficult time. The concept of the Lone Ranger Christian has not gone very well. Without the accountability of faith, without other Christians striving side by side, those people usually fall away or have great issues in their ministries and their lives. But we can't just be unified just for the sake of unity. We have to be unified on what the Bible says, on the gospel message, and our adherence to that. And sometimes that means someone has to point out something in your life that's touchy, or sometimes it's the other way around. But that really is the essence of accountability and discipleship and biblical fellowship, that you can grow together and you can support each other and stay strong for the truth amid a confusing world. Speaking of a confusing world, it, the next passage says, and not frightened in anything by your opponents. Friend, are you afraid today? Is there opposition mounting in your life? Do you feel alone in your faith? There's a teamwork aspect of standing together against eternal opposition. Teamwork happens when you share the same purpose, you share the same fearlessness, you're willing to co-labor and co-suffer together to be able to stand firm. Ecclesiastes 4.12 says, a cord of three strands is not easily broken. And likewise, we're called to work together as Christians to stand firm. It's always easier to face opposition with friends. If you're facing one of life's great struggles, 
friend, I encourage you to do so with friends and loved ones who care about you and have a biblical worldview. It is a completely different experience where I've watched people grow through some of the most difficult circumstances when they had that kind of support and purpose. 2 Corinthians 13, starting in verse 11, says, Finally, brothers, rejoice, aim for restoration, comfort one another, agree with one another, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Friend, as we wrap up today, let's circle back to our original question. Are you tough? Do you need some courage? I leave you today with 2 Corinthians 4, 8-11. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus may be manifested in our mortal flesh. Friend, remember to stay faithful, be of good courage, be tough. Next week, we'll talk about the tenderness that we can show each other and the support that we have in our biblical fellowship. Friend, I don't know of your circumstances today. I hope you're doing well. I hope that you're living for Christ. But if you find yourself amid difficulty, amid opposition and temptation, I beg of you to find a good Bible-believing church that can walk with you and allow you to stand strong amid cultural pressures, to shine the light of the gospel and give the hope of Christ to a world that needs it. Friend, I wanna thank you for being with us today and we'll see you next time on Lose Yourself. This has been Lose Yourself. Lose Yourself is a teaching ministry of Bible teacher, Dr. Mike Cunningham. For more information about Mike and his ministry, check out his blog at loseyourself.life. Until next time, make it your ambition to lose yourself to Christ. Lose Yourself is a production of Key Radio.